A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Welcome to our program. I'm John O'Connor. Minister Creed acknowledges limit increase in lending for farmers under the Future Growth Loan Scheme, FGLS, to 120 million euro. And Minister Creed announces that payments to farmers under the 2019 Hen Breeding Scheme are underway. The Nuffield Ireland annual conference taking place on Friday 15th of November in Castlenock. And a final reminder that in connection with the BEEP scheme, the Beef Environmental Efficiency Pilot Scheme, that all waste data must be submitted to ICBF by 5pm on the 15th of November 2019 to qualify for payment. But our top story, the Turkish market for cattle. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr Paul Mooney, news correspondent with the Irish Farmers Journal. Paul, welcome to the programme. Now, in this week's journal, you write about Turkey halting new orders for live cattle. Now, how will this impact on the Irish live trade? And is this something that perhaps happens in Turkey from time to time related to the government trying to coordinate markets, etc.? These are reports in the trade, John, and what they're saying is that the Turkish authorities uh, have called a halt to issuing new permits to importers to bring in uh, live feeder cattle uh, into Turkey. And this does happen um, at at intervals. It's happened before, um, and and, uh, uh, we're we're not particularly surprised to see this happening again. The the authorities uh, regulate the import of feeder cattle, of slaughterweight cattle, and of beef itself to really control prices and to control the uh, supply of food and, and to control to, to control the enterprise of the farmers as well over there, you know. So that's what's happening here. It's unwelcome for Irish exporters here uh, as, as it adds to the difficulties and complexities. There will be existing permits issued for the import of cattle and uh, they, they are expected to be filled, as has happened before and, and as normal. Uh, and in the past, Irish, Irish exporters have managed to, you know, take part in, in large orders uh, for the import of big numbers of international cattle, and that could well happen again. Would the cattle coming from South America, the so-called Berkshire countries, would that have an impact, or would that be a factor in influencing the Turkish decision? It wouldn't be a factor, really, John, because it could apply equally to those cattle as well as to cattle from Europe, including Ireland. Uh, but the big issue, uh, there's a couple of big issues which are really just as important or more important than any uh, temporary interruption of, of import permits. And they would be the lower price of South American cattle, as you've just mentioned. They are considerably cheaper than any European cattle. 
and that is why uh, the vast majority of the cattle that are imported each year by Turkey, which now stands at about over a million head per, per year, the vast majority of them would be coming from South America. That's purely on price, because certainly we'd be hearing reports that uh, finishers and farmers don't, don't you know, they, they, they don't um, value the South American cattle as highly as they would European and Irish cattle because of the probably higher weights of the European cattle and better kill-out figures and better performance that way. The other factors, John, that would be very important would be currency difficulties. Uh, and as we, we'd all be aware there, the Turkish currency has, has weakened over the past year, two years, uh, and that would be causing a lot of difficulties for importers, ob- obtaining letters of credit and uh, general finance availability. And the leading story on the front of the journal of this week is that farmers are furious over the cattle backlog. There had been fears that there would be a backlog, but it was hoped this would be cleared. But apparently, possibly an impact of the dispute and uh, protests at factory gates. Unfortunately, it would appear that there is actually a cattle backlog for slaughter. Absolutely, then. It's causing huge stress for individual farmers. They have you know, finished fattened cattle out in fields. They don't want to bring them into sheds because they might suffer a setback in their performance and, and there's all the extra cost that goes with that. They're desperately trying to get them, get them away into factories for, for slaughter and processing and finding it very hard to do so. Certainly neighbours around me here in Kildare, you know, they might have 30, 40, 50 cattle ready to go and they're getting away 10 maybe this week and getting away none more uh, for another couple of, another two or three weeks. So there, it's, it's, it's a difficulty, and it even affects, for example, a John cash flow. I mean, they have bills to pay, and they're relying on selling, selling off stock at the end of the grazing period to have cash flow to pay the bills. Everything is put on hold now. In the Irish Farmers Journal this week, there are plenty of articles regarding the beef and cattle situation, but specifically we wanted to talk to you about the Turkish situation. But thank you very much indeed for clarifying things. Mr Paul Mooney, news correspondent, Irish Farmers Journal. Thank you, Paul, very much. Thank you, John. Mr. Seamus O'Keefe, manager, Canturk Co-op Mart, joins us on the farm programme. Seamus, uh, welcome to the programme. Your Mart will be celebrating a very important event on Friday 15th of November at Charleville Park Hotel. You might please remind our listeners what exactly this big anniversary celebration event is. John, we're celebrating 60 years on the 15th of November in the Charleville Park Hotel. It's a very big occasion for us because... The map was founded, had its first sale on the 15th of November 1959. It was started by people that had the foresight and the determination. Fairs had been the, the way of selling cattle and maps had started, I think, in different parts of the, the country. But these people got together and they got the money from shareholders and they started their own map. And 60 years on, it's still going well. A lot of the people that started the map Some of their sons are still involved in the committee and in different things. 60 years is a long time to be be up in business. Thankfully, it's going very well. But our function, it's nearly sold out. The hotel, we were down there today. They can take 400 max. There was about 380 tickets or 385. So there's a few tickets left, and that is all. There's going to be 400 people. We're trying to have... Brutalized as possible, a lot of the older generation that were in came as children to the market 60 years ago, and there's a few people coming that were at the first sale, and uh, there'll be great stories, great memories. We're trying to make it 
and night to forget about, about all the problems and problems that are out there in the farming, especially in the beef sector, in Brexit and all the rest of it. Forget all those for one great night, and uh, if people won't enjoy it, it won't be the maps' fault because a huge effort has gone into it over the last month by Colette and uh, Michelle and the girls in the office and and um, people in the ARB getting getting stuff and, put, and finding out cuttings of papers. We're very thankful to relatives of people that were involved back in '59 for paper cuttings. We're producing a book to be launched that night covering the 60 years of the map. It's going to be a great read with many stories, uh, plenty of photographs, plenty of paper cuttings and stuff like that. All our sponsors, I'd like to thank them because we have a lot of people that come on board for different shows, sponsors, and only for them, really. Uh, it, we wouldn't be in the great position we are in because these people have businesses to run and they, they come up and they sponsor different shows. Hopefully they get some feedback out of it. But uh, I, I, all the math committee are very grateful to these people. We will have a list of them at our night out and all the rest of it. We have a, a great band, Lake the Gander. They're a group from Canicilty. They're farmers themselves. So we're looking forward to a fantastic night out, John. I know you're virtually sold out, uh, Seamus, but have your phone number for people who want to make inquiries about tickets and see if there are tickets available. The, the phone number I would give out would be the office, as Magella is looking after the sale of all the tickets. She took that job on and she's done a fantastic job. And to ring the office in the map, which is 029-5008-1 on Monday. That's wonderful. Thank you very much indeed for your valuable time, Mr. Seamus O'Keefe, uh, Mart Manager, Canturk Co-op Marts. And we've been talking about a special event in Charlotte Park Hotel, Friday 15th of November, to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the establishment of Canturk Cooperative Marks Limited. Thank you, Seamus, very much indeed, and good luck with your big event and your future. Thank you, Seamus, very much. Thank you, John. Mr. Philip Cotter, PRO for the Cork East Ploughing Association, has results from Watergrass Hill. Thanks very much, John, that's correct. Yeah, last Sunday we had um, our match, the usual match in um, Watergrass Hill, and uh, it worked out fine. We had some heavy rain on the day before, but on the day we got through the match nicely. And um, I think you know, the crowd was a little bit small, but we got it behind us at least. And um, everything worked out fine. And these are the, are the results from Autograss Hill. First, Michael Linhan in the senior. Second, George Tomey. And third, Michael Hannan. Under 28, first, Jamie Hayes. And the farmer is... First, Orla Hayes. The two for a vintage trailer, one comparison there, Andrew Smith. The two for a vintage hydraulic, first, Phelan Cotter. Second, Dennis Cummins. And third, Tony Kennelly. And the single for a vintage, one comparison there, Trevor Fleming. The two for a reversible, one comparison there, Paddy Harrington. And the Jack Wilde Memorial Cup was won by Michael Linehan. Those are the results from Autograss Hill, John. And this tomorrow, the tent, we're uh, ploughing in Ballyfield, in Ballangarry, Ballyfield, actually, the, on the farm of Paddy and Elizabeth Harrington. Paddy's old chairman and very supportive of ploughing for the past 20 odd years. So the match is being held in Paddy's land in Ballangarry 
Ali Field for kind permission. And we're kicking off very promptly at 11 a.m. Now this will be signposted from um, Carrigaline and also signposted from Bill from anybody coming from the western side. And we're fairly confident at this stage that the match will definitely go ahead because the forecast for some tomorrow, Sunday, is quite good. No rain at least. So that's ploughing in Ballingarry Ballyfear, the Ballyfear plough match at Perry Harrington's at 11 a.m. on tomorrow, Sunday, the 10th. And, and everybody welcome. And we definitely will be kicking off at 11 o'clock. Or, um, just in case that the, the day gets anywhere dull or misty or whatever and darkness will close in quickly. So that's our, our latest news, John. Valley Field, tomorrow, 11 a.m., Perry Harrington's will be signposted from Carrigaline Town and will also be signposted from Bill in the opposite side. Anybody wishing to take part, if they get their entry into Paddy Harrington, Paddy's number is 087-243-50. Nine two, that's zero eight seven two four three five zero nine two. And if at all possible, have it been in today by three p.m. so that the draw can be made for tomorrow, and everybody will get um, an easier start once the draw is made. Thanks very much, John. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Philip Cotter, PRO for the Cork East Ploughing Association. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr. James Fleming, Chagask B&T Dairy Advisor with the Chagask office in Mallow. First of all, James, welcome to the programme. Now, I understand there are quite a number of upcoming events uh, which farmers, which listeners might like to note in their diary. So the events upcoming and a word or two about, uh, you know, what's going to be occurring on these events, all of them of interest to particular groups of people. Yes, Sean. There are four events, so I'll take them in date order. The first one is our Cork East Alumni Succession and Farm Business Planning event. That's taking place on Tuesday the 19th of November at 7pm in the advisory building in Moor Park. So the, everyone is welcome to this, uh, to meet the experts that, are, that will be talking. Um, the people that will be talking are Gordon Pepper, who's the new Chagas Farm Business Structure Specialist, He's going to be talking on succession, collaborative farming, options or pathways into dairy farming and land transfer. Secondly, Emery Butler of Ulster Bank on preparing a, a business plan for your bank or, or, or applying for a farm loan. Uh, number three then is a representative from IFEC who will try to take the complexity of land transfer and how to maximise reliefs tax. And finally then our own Liz Duffy who is a dairy advisor in Middleton will talk on TAMS 2 grants. Any more information on upcoming events? Next event is in the West Cork region. It's a farm health and safety awareness event, which is taking place the day after that event, which is on Wednesday the 20th, 20th of November at, at half past two in the afternoon. That's taking place in McCroom Mart. Um, what's happening on the day is gaining information on trailer licensing and weight regulations, the dangers of working with livestock and machinery, best practice when working with chainsaws, identifying farmyard risks and tips to keep you safe when working at heights. So the pre- presentations on the day will be from, include the following. Dave Barry, Health and Safety Authority, Angarda Siakana, Francis Bly, Chagask Advisor, Joe Cronin, West Cork Development Partnership and some of the other local Chagask Advisors and all are welcome to that event. The next event I have then is the National Dairy Conference for 2019, always a big event in the Chagas calendar. 
Um, as usual, there's two dairy conferences um, nationally, um, one for the southern half and one for the northern half of the country. So the one that I suppose that will be most relevant to us here is on Tuesday the 3rd of December in the INEC in Killarney. Um, the theme of this year's National Dairy Conference focuses on dairy sustainability Addressing the and addressing the conference will be a number of leading dairy farmers, chagas advisors and researchers. Okay, So the National Dairy Conference will focus on three components of dairy sustainability, environmental, work-life balance and succession of progression sustainability. So you that's that event you have to register and pre-book for. Um, you register at uh, chagas.ie forward slash dairycon19. That's on the 3rd of December in the INEC in Killarney, commencing at 9am. At 9 How they can register for this huge event? Yes. So you register online for this event at www.chagas.ie forward slash dairycon19. The fee, uh, the, the fee for a farmer is varying between 50 and 60 euros and there's an early bird option available for that as well for anybody that books before the 17th of November booking, booking online. Students between 30 to 25 euros. That sounds fine, James. Speaking to Mr. James Fleming, Chagas B&T Dairy Advisor Mallow, we're uh, talking about some upcoming events which listeners might like to note in their diary. Often you'll find there are two wonderful events and they're clashing. So I think there is uh, one other very important event, an annual event. Again, you want to remind our listeners about this one? The final event I have for you, John, is our own options course, Options 2019, which is taking place locally in the Springford Hall Hotel uh, in Tupper House on Thursday the 5th of December commencing at 10am. This year it's a farming and environmental rural, rural development workshop. Okay, The speakers for this will will include um, Amanda Slattery, a Balahora leader, our own Emer Connery who's the Chagas ASAP advisor, Ashley Malloy, Chagas advisor in Kentork, John Casey, forestry advisor in Mallow, Michael Morrissey of IRD Dohalla, um, so pre-booking is also required for this event with Katrina Tuhig in the Tagus office in Mallow on 022-21936. Um, tea and coffee and a light lunch will also be provided with at this event, John. That's on the 5th of December, Thursday the 5th of December in Springford Hall starting at 10am. Thank you, James. Mr. James Fleming, B&T Dairy Advisor with the Chagask office in Mallow. Full interview with James in the midweek edition of the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme this coming Wednesday between 10pm and 11. On 8th of November, Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Creed, TD, welcomed the agreement of the European Investment Fund, EIF, and the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland, SPCI, to an increase in the amount of funding available to farmers under the Future Growth Loan Scheme, FGLS, of up to €120 million. Minister Creed said there had been a high level of interest by farmers and therefore he had decided to request the increase to ensure there would be no availability issues for primary agriculture. This agreement with the EIF and the SPCI doubles the amount available to farmers up to €120 million. This, he said, is a long-awaited source of finance for younger and new entrant farmers, especially the cohort who do not have the high levels of security, and it will also serve smaller-scale farmers who often do not have leverage to negotiate for more favourable terms with their banking institution. 
The Nuffield Ireland Annual Conference is taking place on Friday 15th of November at the Castlenock Hotel and this year's event will address the theme of agriculture's role in growing a healthy, sustainable society. The conference will feature a panel discussion with industry experts along with presentations from five returning Nuffield scholars. One of these scholars is Mr Colm O'Leary, who hails from a family dairy farm near Blarney and County Cork. Colm will present the research findings of his report, Farmer-Led Animal Welfare, an opportunity for the livestock industry to attendees on the day. Farmers participating in the BEEP scheme, the €20 million Beef Environmental Efficiency Pilot Scheme, are reminded that all waste data must be submitted to ICBF by 5pm on the 15th of November. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Creed, has welcomed the Hen Harrier Monitoring Report for 2019, which she said was showing a 35% increase on the 2017 figure in the number of young hen harriers fledged. 81 chicks fledged this year is the highest number in 14 years. This project is locally led, locally designed and a locally administered scheme. Hen harrier monitoring was carried out by the Golden Eagle Trust working with the hen harrier project team. Minister Creed confirmed that payments to farmers under the Hen Harrier breeding programme are commencing this week. Payments commencing this week for farmers in the 2019 Hen Harrier breeding scheme. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mr. Shane Ross, chairperson of Carrigaline Macquarie Firma, you have details of that very important annual event. Hi, John. Our conference is on in the Rochestone Park Hotel on Monday the 11th of November at 7.30 p.m. The conference team this year is family farming at a crossroads. Our key speakers are Jim Wolf, who's the CEO of Dairy Gold, Mr. David Lydon, who's head of food and agribusiness with IFAC, and Brian Ducey, who's an agri-advisor with AIB Bank, and Tommy Heffernan, who is a vet and animal health specialist for the Irish Farmers Journal. Our chair is Ella McSweeney, who is presenter of Year to the Ground, and we will have a panel discussion on the night, which will include a few local farmers asking questions, followed by a Q&A from the audience. Jim Wolf will be talking about future markets for our Irish dairy products. Total Irish dairy products exports have increased quite dramatically from back in 078. They were at about 1.8 billion euros to just over 4 billion euros in 2018. Um, And finding a home for all this extra milk is um, an ever-growing challenge. Jim will probably be talking about the situation regarding Frisian bull calves come the spring um, with this growth in production from the time quarters have left. There's an awful lot of extra calves on the scene now. All these extra calves is causing a bit of an issue and the crops need to find a home for these calves. David Lydon from IFAC will be talking on IFAC's recent Irish Food and Agribusiness report. That report looks into succession planning, food trends, the vegan trend, it's hard to ignore it, but it's there and what it looks like, whether it's increasing or whether it's only a passing phase. And optimizing your tax structure, seeking out state supports when you're growing a farm or a business, how important that is. Our next speaker on the night is Brian Ducey of AIB Bank. Um, Brian will... Uh, talk on lending opportunities, the rates and different sources of finance, um, along with a general overview on how all sectors are going in the farming scene. And our final keynote speaker on the night will be Tommy Heffernan, which I'm sure everyone is familiar with. He's a vet and animal health specialist with the Irish Farmers Journal. Um, He'll be talking on a topic that I suppose we've all started to hear about. It's anti- microbial resistance, which is basically the resistance to antibiotics. We have exhibitor stands open from about 6.30 on the night. We have about 11 of them so far uh, confirmed. That's Gold Crop, Cormac Tagging, Monster AI, Murray Cloney, Grasshopper, Grass Tech, Volac, Herdwatch, O'Donovan Engineering, Southern Farm Fuels, Dairy Gold, Eurogene. The team of the conference is Family Farming at a Crossroads. It's sponsored by AIB Bank. It's on in Roachstone Park Hotel in the Estuary Suite on Monday the 11th of November. The conference starts at 7.30 and the exhibitor stands are open from 6.30. 
So thank you very much indeed, Shane. Thanks, John. The battle against AM or antimicrobial resistance involves a change of mindset as well as a change of practices and Irish vets are actively playing an important role in this fight. That statement came from David McGuinness, President of Veterinary Ireland. He was delivering the opening address at Veterinary Ireland's annual conference for equine and companion animals held in Lyroth, Kilkenny on the 8th and 9th of November. Mr McGuinness said that the blind use of antibiotics and unnecessary use of antibiotics were practices which must stop in both human and veterinary medicine. He said we have to make sure that the most critical antibiotics are preserved for as long as possible by only using them in the most critical and extreme cases. Mr McGuinness went on to confirm that Veterinary Ireland had ratified its policy document on AMR back in May 2014 and had since then been educating and working with veterinary members to drive reductions in AMR prescribing. We need to raise awareness amongst clients using veterinary services that antibiotics should only be prescribed when other treatments have not worked or will not work. That, he said, is a change in mindset. And that statement from Mr David McGuinness, President of Veterinary Ireland, addressing the Veterinary Ireland Annual Conference for Equine and Companion Animals, held on the 8th and 9th of November 2019. Author John Huck recalls the origins of the illustrations on the front and back covers of his book Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited, 1919-1990, A History. Well, I think, uh, John, the name of the society tells a lot. It says Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited. So it was uh, a multi-purpose cooperative and uh, it prided itself on say farming, dairying, tillage, etc. So the scene as de- depicted on the book was originally designed by John McCarthy and is in the fire of the what was known as the processed cheese plant. Now it depicted uh, originally an eviction scene, also a scene featuring John Mandeville and uh, we said the troubles regarding land holding in, in the nineteenth century. The, the main scene then depicts a factory, um, and in, in the foreground is are some cows and a man in a tractor, so to depict the agricultural side of things. And it's all framed against the background of the Galtee Mountains, so there was a sense of place, a sense of, of belonging, um, so all aspects of the business was catered for. And it seems anyway that this was a specially commissioned piece and it was done by a couple of Italian workers, and there were actually over 100,000 individual pieces on the mosaic, which spans the front uh, section of the processed cheese factory. So, you know, as well as that, then, the original colour of Mitchellstown was blue, so that's why the, the, a lot of the, the background is blue. So blue and white was the original Mitchellstown colours. So even though it was a crack society, it always had the blue and white rather than red and white, so that's why the blue colours comes in for comes into the the colour scheme of the book. 
Now, the mosaic, before we began broadcasting, we were trying to calculate how many individual little pieces of mosaic would have been used by the two Italian people to actually make this very interesting uh, mosaic. And again, just to confirm the number of tiles approximately and what is uh, illustrated, what, who the figure in the foreground is. Yeah, it's uh, about 120,000 pieces in here. Like, I mean, they're quite small. So there might be, I want to say, two by one inches or maybe two centimeters by one centimeter, something something relatively small. So the the men depicted it, so actually on the back cover now would be John Mandeville. And they say he was centrally involved in the Mitchellstown riots of uh, eight, in the 1880s, which uh, occurred because of land agitation in the area. You know, so that's a, you know, it's kind of a, a bit of a, a fight for uh, owner control of the of the land is what that is seen. But the front, the front cover then more depicts the, what was considered a modern farming scene. Now this modern was 1966, so it showed a man the tractor, and the cows and the factory against the Galtys. At one point, quite a number of the key personnel, the key managers, were in fact what we'd call Gael Gorey. They were fluent Irish speakers. They'd been educated at Irish colleges. A great number of the key personnel, in fact, were fluent Irish speakers. Absolutely. Um, uh, say John McCarthy now, who was manager of Mitchell Creameries in, say, 1960s and 70s, he was a linguist. He actually learned... Dutch and German to better understand the technical aspects of cheese making because a lot of the, the journals were printed in those languages. But he spoke Irish every day at home, and uh, he he's married to Eileen Twist, who was from Dingle um, side. So I mean, they actually Irish was his first language, and he was sometimes known as Sean McCarthy rather than uh, John McCarthy. And actually, there around the 1970s. A number of what became very senior personnel, most of them came from West Cork. You had uh, R. Kerry, you had uh, Dennis Lucy, who was Caligan and he was educated in McCroom, all through Irish, the Lasalvers in McCroom. You also had Conor Leary, who was from Inchigil area, and he was educated through Irish in McCroom also. And you had Michael Lovett, who was from Monmouth in, in County Kerry, and he, will, he would have been educated to Irish as well. And allied to that, then you had, I want to say, the, maybe the, the main person assistant over the years, Eileen Finity, who had a great grasp of Irish as well. So they say at the top level there, there was four or five people, and they could carry on the business of society to Irish if they had to. One or two outstanding people you might like to refer to and uh, would you know, refresh people's memories. Perhaps they had uh, known these people many, many years ago and there are descendants uh, living today. Yes, uh, one of the key men who maybe doesn't get as much mention as others would be Jim Lynch. Um, I said Jim Lynch, now was a man from Waterford, Leamy Bryan, and he had worked in Mallow under Pat Power and also in Kentor Creameries. So they say he became the second manager of Mitchison Creameries, and he achieved, even though he was only manager for a relatively short 12 years, he achieved an awful lot uh, in the sense he was responsible for getting the powder production underway and getting the processed cheese plant um, commissioned. And uh, they say his family, they say he had twin boys, and uh, one of those boys was John Lynch, 
who was uh, the interest in Mallow there for many years, and uh, the family, you know, re- recently deceased or in the last year and a half, but was a well-known man around Mallow, and that the, run, the family run Mallow Travel at the moment. So that there's there's quite a few there, um, quite a few of his family in that area, and let's say he did a lot of work for the society, and maybe sometimes is a little bit underestimated, I believe. Certainly he did, I think, an excellent job. And the book we're talking about is the book you're talking about, John, your book, your author of Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited, 1919 to 1990, A History. I would say there's hardly a page that doesn't have an excellent photograph or a facsimile or a photograph of a key document or letter or label from the many nationally known brands Every home in the region should have a copy of your book. It was a century of documents. It was a century of photographs, some early photographs of the founding people in the 1919 era. And they said Mr. was a very progressive co-op. You had, uh, say, the Gelty, Larry's Parkside uh, on the Clanmel Road. And you had the series of photographs of uh, staff and 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 what have you, especially the female staff, which were very prominent. Because that's another thing about Mitchelton Creamy. When the cheese was introduced, there was an opening there for female staff, especially. And it became one of the largest employers of female staff in in the country at the time. Because they say most female um, people in, were working either in the nursing or caring profession, but this was actually factory employment, which was... You know, pretty unusual at the time, and yes, certainly not not many factories uh, employed females. Perhaps uh, the woolen mills, but you know, there was a lot of female employment in Mitchelstown, and it provided uh, good pay packets for uh, both men and women, and that, that was a very important part of uh, the business. And we very quickly point out, it's still a very strong establishment in the town. There's a uh, Mitchelstown. Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited, it's still a very strong entity in the town of Mitchellstown and the region. Yes, indeed. I mean, they say, okay, it has changed in the sense that there's some massive uh, capital investment going on over the years, and I suppose the the days of having a a very large staff in doing manual jobs, that, that has ceased. But nonetheless, there are probably upwards of 400 people implied directly or in indirectly by Dairy Gold in the town of Mitchellstown. Probably more, probably nearly five, six hundred, if truth be known. Who would you feel would be particularly drawn to this book at this time of the year, approaching Christmas in the run-up to Christmas? Well, I think anyone who was involved in either the cooperative agricultural movement, even the business movement, business entities themselves, I see the way a business developed. But certainly, if you had... Uh, family members involved in in the cooperative over the last 100 years. I think it's an important uh, keepsake for for times to come because it records, they said, uh, the ongoing work or the work of the ordinary worker as well as the top people because it's important to emphasise that the success of Mitchstown wasn't just based on, on the management structure but also on the hard work and dedication of the ordinary worker who got up Early in the morning, because he was a meat lorry driver, whether he milked his cows or worked in the baking factory. So, I mean, the success was based on 
not just the couple of key people, but on the entire community and in the entire workforce. Is there a recommended retail price for your book, the book we're talking about? The price is €20 Euros for the paperback edition, and so that would be the main. So that there is a, a limited number of hardbacks at €35. Euros. But at €20, Euros, I think it's very good value in this day and age. Like it's over 370 pages long. Uh, there are probably 200 pictures of one type or another in there. And uh, as I say, it, it received a lot of care both in research to the work and from a printing point of view. So the, there's very good production values in the book itself. So it's a high-quality production as well, and I'd like to thank Kentuck Printers for that. You know, they certainly did an excellent job in that regard. It's a book you can dip into and flick through and know you have a photograph of something really historic. There's a lot in the book, and uh, as you say, you can dip in and out of it in the sense that if you want to read it, learn about the sitting up at the mat, I mean, it's in a confined chapter of all of its own or, you know, various other aspects, let's say the warriors, like their self-contained type essays in their own right, admitting one leads on into the other, kind of chronologically, but you can certainly read it a chapter at a time without any, any issue, and I think there's, look, there's a wise, there's a wise uh, interest for quite a lot of people, because I do give a certain historical introduction into a number of chapters. I detail what's happening in, in world events, whether it was the visit of Ronnie Reagan, President Reagan to Betty Poreen, which is just outside Mitchellstown, or whether it was the Anglo Irish Agreement in 1985, and other, the fall of the Berlin Wall, which is quite topical at the moment, about 30 years ago. So I do tie in a bit of local and national and international politics into the book as the introductory kind of snippets, you know, as well. And the title of the book is Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society, A History 1919 to 1990. And it's available in quite a wide range of towns. You have it in Middleton, Fermoy, Mallow, Phillips and Mallow. You have it in, in some of the stores in Care and Mogili and Gary Spillane, Limerick, etc. And alternatively, if you have any difficulty in getting it, you can ring me directly at 087-610-7893. And of course, at Dairy Gold, our sponsor, are any of the Dairy Gold branches? Yes, yes, we're available there as well, yeah. Thank you very much indeed for your valuable time, Mr. John Hawk, author of Mitchellstown Cooperative Agricultural Society Limited, 1919 to 1990, A History. Thank you, John, and good luck with your book, and we hope that many people will get great enjoyment and uh, accumulate a lot of knowledge about the, the operation of the cooperative principle in Cork and Munster and the towns around uh, Mitchellstown. Thank you, John. Thank you, John, indeed. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor, thanks to John Foot and Controls, and to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Next Agri-Update, scheduled for this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.